Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey there, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. If you're a returning listener, thank you for trusting the ear of your soul to my mouth, my words. I pray that in this episode, you receive something special. I believe you're going to receive something special on today. And for my new podcast listener, thank you for downloading this episode. Or if you're watching, thank you for tuning in. We do have a special episode today because I have a special guest sitting right next to me. If you're watching, you can see who he is. If you're not watching, He is a very fine man (laughs) that I used to be married to a long time ago. (laughs) I would say it was, it's been about 2004 is when we got married. We got divorced around 2014, 15, and now God has put us back together again. He is the father of my three kids. And today we want to talk about our road to forgiveness. So I introduce to you. Maurice Harden. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, so thank you for being here, babe. Absolutely. I'm glad Absolutely. to have you have you here this month when God was telling me about, you know, I had to do, you know, doing this podcast on forgiveness, you know, refreshing the unforgiving soul. I got to each week. Well, really, I've been saying like, okay, what do you want me to say? What's the next step? How do I bring people along the journey that you brought me along. And I remember waking up in the morning and I'm like, God, what's this, what's this next episode? And he was like, it's with you and Maurice. I'm like, what? Really? He's like, yeah. Talk about your road to forgiveness and what a road it has been, babe. Don't you say? (laughs) Yes. It has been a road, a journey, whatever you want to call it. It's it's definitely been something. Yes. It has had Bumps, hills, valleys, turns, detours, mm-hmm. all kinds of things. Crashes. <laughs> Crashes, Crash. all kinds of stuff. That's so good. <laughs> but God has rescued us and he has saved us. He has preserved us mm-hmm. and he's put us back on a on the path that we should be on. And that's what we want our story to be. Just a story of redemption, a story of God's grace and his love and what he can do. He can restore. And while our story is filled with so much, we could go on for part one through part four with our story. We really want to try to condense it to really talk about the Mm -hmm. forgiveness part. So we're not intentionally leaving out anything. I believe it'll be another time when in God's time and where we can talk more about it. But what we, what we want to do is just break this up into three parts. We're going to talk about the beginning, the fall and the recovery. Mm -hmm. And the recovery part is where we get into the forgiveness portion. So Let's start with the beginning, babe. You want to start with the beginning with like how we met? No, I think you'd start with you really good at that part. <laughs> you want me to start with the beginning. Okay. So we were in high school, 11th grade, mm-hmm. year 2001. 
Hillsboro. Hillsboro High School. And I remember hearing about this new kid coming into school. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll wait to see him. And I'll never forget the day I was walking down the hallway. He was walking the opposite way. And I saw him, but it wasn't until he smiled at me that I just felt something go in my heart all the way down to the soles of my feet. I was like, oh God, what is that? Like, <laughs> like, oh my God, he looks so good. Like immediately there was like a connection at our first like glance and smile at each other. It wasn't no love at first sight, but it was definitely like we felt something. And so I don't know. What'd you feel, babe? Yeah, it, was, when- it was definitely the more of the same thing because, you know, being with a school, like it was a lot of people, you know, you, like everybody, you, you looking around and you seeing everybody, everybody looking at you and all the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When I saw you, I was like, man, this, this, I could see right then and there. I was like, this is a little bit different. I was like, really? I was like, this is a little bit different. The smile was different. That's even the way you carried yourself was different. Wow. So I was like, all right. Uh, wow. I was like, it's something, it's something to explore there. So wow. <laughs> I, was, wow. I was definitely, definitely captivated like by, by our first encounter. And it was oh. just, we don't even think we said anything. So no, we just walked, we right just past, walked each past each other and yeah. smiled and yeah. definitely we felt something. And then eventually we started talking and I remember like our first night, our first conversation we had on the phone, mm-hmm. I had to sneak to do it because my parents didn't allow us to talk to each other, but we <laughs> talked all night until the next morning. And we talked about the Lord, you guys. We talked about Jesus. Now, I can't remember what we oh, talked about. Night long. Do you remember what we, like, I don't remember anything. Like, I think it was just about just like where we were at, like how we experienced him, like how we came okay. to know, know the Lord, how we, I think that's what mainly was about. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like, cause we, we got to know him differently. Like we grew right. up in two different type of cultures of church. Mm-hmm. So like, it was mostly just about that. And then uh, the experiences that we have, with him. And we still do that today. Talk about our experiences yeah. with him. Yeah. Today. Yeah. So I think that's mainly what it was about. Yeah. We were 17 years old and we stayed up all night until the morning time. And it was like, I remember like a few hours before we had to go to school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we got to go, we got to get some type of rest so we can go to school. But we stayed up talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I feel like out of everything that we've been through, that's what, that was 20, 20 years ago. We've always had this connection when it came to talking about God and where we were at. And on this journey, it's like, we've always been kind of on the same path of where we're at in our relationship with God. So we've always been able to connect and talk on that level. So I mean, even during the fight, separate the times that we did talk, mm-hmm. when we said we'd still talked about God, like yes, separated, yes. like when we did have a conversation, a lot yeah. of times it was still about God, That's like true. something that God showed us or did for us or something like that. So even through that, the, the, not even like no type of relationship really right like it was that was still like the bottom or the core mm-hmm. of who we were yeah yeah yes it always kept us together like god his, yeah. he was he was the common thing in us so then we so after what so that was junior year senior year mm-hmm. we're into college and um well, our was first college oh i was <laughs> I was going to the army. You was going to college. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I was in college and we decided to get married. Mm-hmm. 2004, we decided to get married a couple of years after being together. And, you know, I was 19 years old. And when I look back on it, I'm like, man, it was definitely premature. I had, mm-hmm. I had no clue about what marriage was supposed to be or what it's supposed to look like. I had my own perception of what it should look like I but i grandma saying y'all don't know what y'all are doing i don't I, listen i called my grandma the day i think <laughs> a couple of a week or so after we got married 
And as soon as I told her that we got married, she's like, y'all don't know what y'all doing. <laughs> and I remember like, oh my God, I can't believe she said it so bluntly, but you know how grandmothers are. She was right. We didn't know what we were doing. And we didn't even, I said, we didn't even know what marriage was, but we mm-hmm. didn't even know who we were. Right. We had stuff going on on the inside of us that needed to be healed. Mm-hmm. But because we got together, especially so young and before that process, you know, I believe we further damaged each other. That's how I feel. Like I know I came in with insecurities, things that need to be healed, even from my own family, from my father. Like I had all these different issues. And then I think I came in with certain expectations. Like, did you come in with certain expectations? Yeah. My expectation was that marriage would fix everything. Mm. Like my expectations that was that marriage would make me not ever want another woman again. Uh, mm. Marriage would never make me want like to look at another woman. Like I just thought that it would fix everything. Marriage would make everything better if mm-hmm. we got married. And so that was the expectation of it. And it was just, no, that was not the case at all. No, that was not the case at all. I think we think marriage will fix everything. Mm-hmm. Like or will fix the, the things person. that was the person. Fix the person. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and it's not like there weren't things beforehand in while we're dating in high school and our relationship, then mm-hmm. that wasn't, there were signs that there was things that was wrong. Like there were things that, and I, and I'll never forget when we first got married, some of the stuff that I had kind of like tried to look over when we, when we got married, Mm -hmm. my expectations was that that stuff would be gone, like Mm -hmm. stuff with females or whatnot. And when we got married, I remember finding a letter of someone who had wrote something to you in high school. And I felt violated, like, Oh my gosh, like, why is this coming over into our Mm -hmm. marriage? It was secrets. We entered in with secrets, with lies. And so we started off the marriage, like not on, not on one accord, not with one mind. We started off broken with a, with a bunch of seeds that was, that was starting to grow basically. Yes. The seeds from before the marriage, like they were growing in the marriage. Like they started in the marriage. Exactly. Exactly. So now, so let's talk about the fall. The fall Mm -hmm. kind of really happened within our 10 year marriage, like the fall. So what happened? How do you want to well, get I mean, into like, I, well, I mean, as we mentioned about the seeds and stuff like that, it, it didn't go away. Like mm-hmm. we tried our best. Like we, right. we tried, <laughs> we tried to do all the religious things, but for the yes, start, it, yes. we tried to do all the religious things to fix stuff, thinking yeah. that we'll go to church more, mm-hmm. that'll fix it. Thinking we keep talking to pastor, pastor counseling, yes. <laughs> yeah. that'll yeah. fix it. Uh, we keep reading mm-hmm. books, that'll fix it. Maybe if we read our word more, yeah. maybe we pray more, that'll fix it. Something yeah. that we never dearly did. I, right. That. Not like, we tried, but like it was never consistent. Like, yeah. when, as soon as the argument comes, you don't talk to each other for a week or two, but it's just, it was just a, th- those things manifesting and growing to a point where we couldn't really handle them no more. Mm-hmm. And so it just more separated us. Like, yeah. I, that's what it felt like. Like, yeah, year one, we got, we started there too. We got, we started separating year three, we started separating year four. And it's just, we was growing farther and farther apart. And right. you know, they say in marriage that, you know, people change and all this other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like for us, we were growing farther apart because of the secrets and stuff that infiltrated this way until the beginning, which what we thought we were starting from fresh. Right. Is that right. What I'm saying? I think that's what kind of helped start the the path that we're on because I mean, most relationships you know anybody mm-hmm. that has been in a relationship long enough, you know, like you keep arguing long enough, you keep fighting long enough, you keep avoiding each other long enough, mm-hmm. you keep separating long enough. Eventually, you're gonna allow other things to creep in. Yeah. And I remember, I'll wow. never forget, the, I'll never forget the uh, pastor saying one time, like, look, y'all setting all each other up for failure. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'll never forget him saying that, like, y'all setting each other up for failure. But like, 
you know, mm-hmm. you keep doing what you think you know how to do, or the best right. you can do. And that, lo and behold, that's what happened. So right. it started this path to me being open to, okay, well, look, we're not going to make this work, but this ain't going to work. Then I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. I'm going to live how I want to live. I'm going right. to make work what, how I make it work. And it's right. a lot easier being that I was always gone from the military. I was right. always gone. Right. Always gone. Yeah. You know? And then also pornography, mm-hmm. all of that. You know, when we entered a marriage, like I didn't even know that was like an issue or anything with him. So coming into that and then with my insecurity, already there was insecurities there. So seeing that it's like, OK, you want something else. Mm-hmm. You don't want me like everything was it wasn't I couldn't see him through the eyes of God that he was broken. I just saw that you were breaking me. You're making me, you're causing me to feel even bad about myself or you're validating the brokenness in me. That's what I felt mm-hmm. what was going on versus now that we're out, out of it. I can see that, man, we both were broken mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, it, we can't see each other properly through God's eyes because mm-hmm. we're broken. Our eyes are broken, you know? So mm-hmm. we handled it in a way that broken mm-hmm. people handle it. It's about me. I think, I think too, man, it, it, you have to, you do have to address the mentality of where you're at, especially when you're talking about marriage. Like a lot of that stuff was at the time, I thought that it was normal. I thought mm, it felt like it was normal true. to look at porn. I felt like it was normal to have a girl or a girlfriend or something like that. On the, I, those are the things we raised up and right. we thought that, I thought that was normal like right. going into it, you know, right. I mean, even as a so-called Christian, it's like, okay, well, as long as it's not something you're consumed by or something that you're, but mm-hmm. I mean, lo and behold, you continue, you get consumed yeah. by it. You it see grew. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you, get, you get consumed yeah. by it. Yeah, it's just a mindset of, a lot of times that mindset of how we were raised or what we were supposed to as a kid, mm-hmm. it, it carry it just follows us, it follows us. And we'll bring that into a relationship. We'll bring that into how we raise our kids. We'll bring those things into it. And it really just deteriorates the fabric of a family. Right. And you know, like I remember... I wanted it work so bad. I remember just, I kept trying, wanting us to stay together. I didn't want to break up our family. We had kids. And I was like, you know what? I need to go to, I need to like get in this word because all I can remember was growing up and they say, you better get in the word. You better get in the word. So that was one religious thing that I tried to do. Like, well, let me go to the word so God can fix my marriage. And so I remember reading like Genesis or something and, I'm like, God, how can Abraham fix my marriage? What does it have to do with my marriage? I'm really, I'm literally looking in the word to fix my marriage. Mm -hmm. And when I look back on it, I know that the issue in it was my heart wasn't to fix me. Mm. It wasn't for God to fix me. It was for God to fix our marriage. And so it, it kind of distant my relationship with God too. Cause I'm like, God, if you're here, if you love me, why are we going through all of this? Mm. Why am I going through all this hurt? Why is he doing this? I'm blaming. I'm also looking at myself and what I'm not. So I think too, like through the fall of our marriage, Mm. we were falling because we, our heart really wasn't centered on God to help fix us. Mm. It was just on, it was on what we just wanted. Right. For me, I wanted the marriage to work for you. I think you just like, like you say, you just kind of lost the place of wanting to like try and make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just going to feed my, my flesh. I'm going to feed my desire. And because of that, we both were broken. We both were, were hurt. Anything else you want to talk about the fall or anything else you can remember within the marriage? I mean, I, I just think that you were definitely, I think you definitely hit it good on the head. It's just like, we, you, <laughs> we have to get back to seeking him for things, not, not for what he could do. We yeah. have to get back to seeking him 
And I, I think that was the biggest mistake that we thought. Again, like mm. all the religious things, we did yeah. it. We did it. But we saw, you remember how we used to, we used to serve at the church. We were yep. Monday, Wednesday, when we was yep. there. Like we would, whatever we could do to try to get there, we did there. Right. And it's just those things where, it, honestly, I feel like we was getting more distance from God too. Yeah. It's like the Doing. more religious things that we did, <laughs> yeah. it felt like hey, we got more distance from God. Yeah. And God's like, I'm trying to get you. I'm trying mm. to get you because I, I could change you. I can't change right. her. Right. <laughs> I could change you. Yeah. I could change yeah. you. And that's, I think we mess up because we're like, God, I need you. I'm coming to you. I'm reading his word to you because I need you to change, change her. You. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but y'all like, I need to change, change you. you. And as soon as you get that, I mean, that's when the change can actually start. That's when mm-hmm. things will go. Like God's going to really reveal to you what's wrong with you. Right. Like where you lack. And even today, I, I learned this over the past, like even the, like, like God, like show me where I'm wrong. Right. Show me where I, where I messed up. Show me where I could have did better. And he, every time he'll show you yeah. this, you could have said this instead of this, or yeah. you could have responded this way instead of this way. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, that's the part of that we all are looking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're really looking for when we go to God. We're looking for that part to like for God to guide us and lead us. But yes. like, it's like, again, we, our motivations are wrong. It's like we're looking for God to God and lead the other person instead I of know. God, God to lead you. Yes. you know, God, when you pray, mm-hmm. it's about you and God. It's between you and God. Exactly. So God's talking to you. He yeah. ain't talking to her. Right. Like he, not to say that he can't, but he ain't talking to her. He's talking yes. to you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I think that's so important. And as far as it, especially a preventing a fall, it's like get mm. get you get get him get Jesus get, him. get yeah. you some Jesus. <laughs> I love that. But I was just thinking. So you know, it's so funny. Sometimes it can. It can feel like it's hard to hear God until you're hearing God for you. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many times I'm just thinking right now, back to that. I'm reading about Genesis. I'm reading in Genesis for God to speak to mm-hmm. me through his word on how to fix my marriage. But I, my heart wasn't in it for me. So I wasn't hearing and I wasn't grabbing anything. And as soon as we divorced, as soon as we separated and I got in the word for me, it was mm-hmm. like. Yeah. everything opened up. Like I heard God so mm-hmm. clearly. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I can't believe God is real. And I can hear him. Like, yeah, he's mm-hmm. real. He can hear you. He can talk to you, but are you going to be in it for him and you, mm-hmm. or are you going to be in it for something else? Like God will guide us. He, he wants to guide us, mm-hmm. but he wants to, he wants to guide you. He doesn't want your eyes to be fixed on something else because then that is what is God. Yeah. That is what is Lord. And I think for me and yeah, in, in, in marriage, the marriage was Lord over me. It mm. was God over me. And it wasn't, it wasn't That's him. So good. if my marriage moved this way, then, okay, oh, that's that what's going to cause me to go. That, that's, that's God. So that's what's going to cause me to go to God. No, we got to be able to go to God for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so just now go, going into, okay, the recovery. Because uh, one, one more thing ahead. about the follow too, because I think it's really important, like, because a lot of times we will believe this lie that, okay, well, if we slip up, it's, it's okay. A lot of times, and this is what I felt like, I don't know. Oh my God. I never remember, forget this. Like, I remember the first time I, I think I talked to some other, from some other female or did something with some other female. It was like almost like a gate open. And mm-hmm. it's like, you, you think that, okay, you could stop this one time and you'll never do it again. But honestly, you, you're, it's like, you're going to feed that path because that's, it's never satisfied. Wow. It's never satisfied. Now it's, wow. don't have to be another woman. It right. could be a drug. But yeah. alcohol, it could be again pornography wow. or something like once you open that gateway, it continually you'll never satisfy because you're, ser- you're searching, ne- the, you're searching that, and, and you're seeking and you're seeking something else other than God to mm. to fulfill what you lack in your marriage. Right. Wow. So as long as you're not getting what you really need, which is 
within your marriage or from that person, mm-hmm. you're going to continue to seek that thing. So it's not no right. one time. It's just, no, you're going to continue to seek to build that boy. Right. Wow. Continue to seek to fill that void. You right. have to fill that void with Christ. That's it. You mm-hmm. have to fill. He only he can Amen. fill that void because right. again, now you're seeking someone else, or right. even seeking your spouse to fill whatever void is in a way wrong because right. he's Lord of all. Right. You right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Your spouse is your helpmate. Your, your, your yeah. spouse is there to help support. Like right. that is not your source. Right. Right. Amen. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so let me ask you this. So, when we got divorced. Before we can go to forgiveness, like what is it that you did to start filling you? Like, because I believe for us to forgive, there's something that we have caught Mm -hmm. from God or a feeling from God Mm -hmm. to be able to say, you know, I don't need a sorry. I don't need to be compensated. Like Mm -hmm. I'm full here. I can forgive because of what I've exchanged and what I understand between God. So what shifted, like what happened for you after we divorced. And you get people go say what they want. I'm it's gonna always lead back to Christ because mm-hmm. I remember I told you before, um, I remember a while back. I remember I think I was we were in a conversation or something. I think you were dropping the kids off or picking the kids up or something like that. And you seemed happy. Like mm-hmm. you seemed happy. And I'm like, what in the world? And I, I think I text you or something later on, like, don't you miss your family? Don't you miss being with your family and all this stuff like that? He's like, I do, but I was like, I just I found my piece mm-hmm. of God. And I was like, man, I need that piece right there. I said, because I was not having peace. I did not have every day was just such a battle just to get out of bed, mm-hmm. just to get out of bed. I was like, I need some of that peace. And so I went on this journey of really seeking God. And really honest with it, I, I was all over the place, like in my journey to seek God. Like I was introduced to all kinds of faith and stuff like that because I just I wanted the truth like almost like you said like God I need you to show up like God I need you to show up like mm-hmm. I wanted the truth that if is it in is it in Islam is it where where I, I said I need to know the truth where it's at and in that journey like God and of course God found me and was just like look here I am and that's what started the path and it he showed me like look you can't keep trying to feel the hurt you can't keep mm-hmm. trying to replace the hurt you have to address mm-hmm. the hurt like, so with, okay. I mean, going, I remember with going out and stuff, that, that stuff is just, you're trying to cover the hurt. Mm. Smoking and drinking and stuff, you're trying to cover a hurt. Chasing more women and stuff, you're trying to cover a hurt. Cause I was like, well, fine, I'll find somebody else. And so I'm out here, you're just as miserable as, a, right. as it was before. Right. You know what I'm saying? And with wow. somebody you probably really don't want to be with in the first place. Right, right, you see right. what I'm saying? So it was just that I needed more of him. I needed to understand like what it was that, that where I could start over. And, and yeah. that's what it was. It was more of he was like, stop chasing and start mm. start addressing. You have wow. to start addressing what's really going on in you. Why do you feel this way? What does you feel the way? And a part of it was like, and we, on the subject of forgiveness, I was like, I was merely really angry at you because I felt like you gave up on me. After all the mess that I did, I'm like, you gave up on me. You know what I'm saying? And but I, that's what I felt. Mm. That's what I felt. And so once God got to the root of it, like, look, this is a part of the plan. And this is something that, that needed to take place. Like for the health of her for your healthy children everything yeah. like this is something that needs to take place but like you need to work on you you need yeah. to focus on you yeah. and that's what really 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 started moving me towards that path of forgiveness because as i started addressing my issues and the, the shortcomings that god was revealing to me mm-hmm. I, I actually started to understand more on your end where you was coming wow. from i started to see others differently i started to see things differently as i started wow. to understand more about wow i need to get myself right wow. <laughs> i need to get myself right like i need to get get it together because i can't be good to no one else. And I, I realized that even as I was trying to date and everything like that, it's like, I cannot be good to this woman because I, I'm not right. I'm just going to continue to bring hurt to her mm-hmm. and it's going to bring hurt, hurt to someone else. It's going to bring yeah. hurt to someone else because I'm still hurting. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm still hurting. And so hurting. for me to, to, I'm still hurting. So for me to do that, I can't give that person that, and that's not right to that person. Right. And so right. again, that's when I went, I'm like, I need to focus on me. 
I need mm-hmm. to focus on getting my life together. I need to focus on getting my relationship with Christ, Christ right together. Yeah. together. You see right, what I'm saying? Right. And so that's what started my path. And I started to see and understand and feel things that I haven't felt in years. Wow. So just I'm just catching that on our road to forgiveness. Like one of the first things is to stop chasing and to address the hurt. Like address stop. The hurt chasing whatever it is and address the hurt be honest with how you feel where you hurt at Mm -hmm. and do and do it with god like because then he will he will help you get to the root of it and he will help you he will heal that place in you for me one of the things was like forgiveness like i remember just being so mad at myself that i stayed for as long as i did that i hoped for as long as I did, that I gave as much as I gave. And it came to this, it came to divorce. I was more mad at myself than I was at you. And I just remember laying in bed and God was like, you need to let yourself go. You need to give yourself permission to be wrong. You need to forgive yourself. So for me, one of the first things I had to do, I had to forgive myself. I had to give grace to myself for where I messed up, for where I wasn't taking responsibility to hear from God on my own. I had to forgive myself. I literally, and it was a daily thing. Like, I'm like, I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to say, I forgive you, Shawanda. I forget. I forgive you. I think sometimes it's hard for us to forgive other people because really there are things in our own self that we haven't let go of. We're still charging ourselves with the hurt. We're still blaming ourselves saying I was wrong. And we're, we're also saying what I don't deserve happiness. I don't deserve that because of look at the, look at the mess that I made, look at the mistakes that I've done. So for me, it was forgiving myself, hmm. forgiving myself. That's good. Another thing that God led me to do was to start praying for you. Mm-hmm. I just remember, I don't know, I was That's feeling, I think I was so upset at you mm-hmm. one day. I can't remember. L- listen, there was a time we had to talk to each other between another person we couldn't even talk to each other we had to text a person to say tell him tell her this like it was bad and i remember god convicting my soul one day saying hey pray for him pray for him and this one scripture came up first peter chapter 3 verse 8 through 9 it says finally all of you should be of one mind sympathize with each other love each other as brothers and sisters be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Verse nine, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. This is what God has called you to do. He will grant you his blessing. So prayer, it sympathized and softened my heart for you. It also, just like in verse eight, it says, love each other as brothers and sisters. It took me out of this place of being your ex-wife that you cheated on. It took me out of the place of being a victim and you the villain. And it made me look at you as a brother. I'm praying over Maurice as a, a brother and I'm his sister in Christ. So I believe when it comes to forgiveness, when someone has hurt you, It's being able to step out of this role or this part that you've been in as the person who's been hurt, or even if you're the one who did the hurting, is stepping out of that and seeing each other or seeing the other person as a brother or as a sister and sympathizing with each other and then speaking blessings. I mean, and I understand not everyone is 
looking to the Lord in the same way, but like that's God's daughter. That's God's son. Like, right. That's, that's, that's his. Yeah. Like, yeah. And right out of reverence for him, but still that's his. Like, right. They, they matter how wrong they are and everything. That's still God's daughter. That's still God's son. Right. You know, yeah. The, it's, it's, it goes even so deeper true. than just a brother or, or sister. Right. That's God's son. That's not God's Amen. daughter. Right. You know? And right. you have to love them as that, you know, right. and see them through that line. That's good. That's good. Were there some things that you feel like you had to let go of? Or is there anything that you felt like as far as forgiveness? Like, what are the things that I know you said as far as me giving up? A lot of it. I mean, it's just the anger. I mean, I already had a lot of anger anyway because of. I mean, shoot, on top of everything that you was dealing with, remember, I, I was got that from a deployment mm-hmm. and was completely different after that deployment. Yeah. Completely yeah. different after that. So there was like just a lot of Explain deployment anger for- a, a deployment, a deployed to Iraq. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's one people so, didn't know. So I was completely different person, different. I came back, I was not the same. And so mm-hmm. on that, the anger and everything on that. So I carried over and I think like getting grips on that was was crucial and mm. again i don't i'm just speaking for myself like it wasn't no amount of counseling or anything mm. no amount of medication that they gave me or anything that helped with anger that it truly was god mm. you know it, it truly had to be god i had to seek a higher power when it comes to that anger because a lot of times anger will consume you wow will wow. consume you and i can remember wanting to be angry at times mm. you know because yeah, yeah. you feel like the big you feel like you know yeah, like you won yeah. you feel like you winning because you angry you see what i'm saying mm. Because you hold That's on to the so anger good. and stuff, like you feel like you're still winning and stuff yes. like that. But that ain't you ain't winning Wait, at all. Let's talk about okay. So let's listen. <laughs> ain't winning at all. I, this is what I talked about in the last episode. Forgiveness can feel like a defeat. Like oh, I'm giving up. I'm saying that like oh, this person was right or this person was wrong, mm-hmm. and then we feel like holding on to something is like you're winning, yeah. and it's like no. When you hold on, lost. you're losing. <laughs> you're lo- you're losing. Won. Matthew ten thirty nine. It talks about if you cling to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give it up for me, you know, you're going to, you're going to gain it. And there's, there's so much in gaining when you forgive, when you let go. And I know for me, one of the things that I had to let go, I didn't even realize this was even a thing, but I had to let go of what love had to look like for me, for you. I had to let go of, you know, Oh, I want him to love me like this, but it's like, but you are who you are. And this is how you love. This is how you show the love of God. And it's like, I have to let go of this idea, this romanticized idea that I came up with. And it doesn't mean that I don't like how you love me. It's not that it's just coming to a place where God is enough. Like sometimes we fantasize and romanticize and overthink things. And sometimes it can come from something of what we didn't have in childhood, where we'll make an image of what love has to look like. And I had to learn that I have to be full of God's love. Like I, he has to be enough for me. Anything else that I get is extra on top of, but if I don't have that God's love, if I'm not full, like I'm just trying to get man's love, it's never going to be enough. It's always going to be, well, he should be doing more of this. Oh, I don't like when he do, you know, and I don't want it to be like that. And that's something I know that I'm continuing to grow, to grow into and have, and, and staying full of God is enough. He's enough for me. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with us just on this road to forgiveness, one thing mm-hmm. I, I just feel like what I'm hearing the most of is like, we had to do a lot of healing 
to even get to the place that we are now. And just listen, just even this year, we are, we have been doing a lot more healing, but God has divinely put us back together again, even while we are, you know, healing, there's some things we didn't even know that was Mm -hmm. in each other until we got back together, like stuff came up on the surface and it Mm -hmm. caused us to look at ourselves and say, I need to figure out how to, <laughs> I need to deal with this yeah, guy. Deeper. Like I didn't even know it was there yet. Even so deeper. yeah, like, that's deeper. That's like almost levels to healing. Yes. Um, Layers to level. it. You, you think you got one down, down and God's going to show you something else. Like, yes. you know, okay, that's what you see. So you need work. Yeah. yeah so. But I love that it shows to me the faithfulness of God. He doesn't pull everything out at once. He's like, okay, let's deal with this thing. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with your anger. Let's yep. deal with how you see yourself. Yep. Let's deal with forgiving yourself. Let's deal with addressing your hurt. Like he deals with us in, in layers. And I believe like one thing I, I just want to encourage you, be faithful to the process of it. All of it matters. The tears, the hurt, the struggling in your, in your soul of, ah, but they don't deserve. And mm-hmm. this is hard. All of that is working together mm-hmm. for the good. So that you can have a testimony so that you can, so that God can get the glory from you because you know, the road where you started from, you know, the hills and the valleys that you've had to encounter, but all of that is going to work together. Don't get off because it feels like it's Mm -hmm. too hard. We just want to encourage you that we would not be here today if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for God, of course, and his grace and his forgiveness towards us. But we had to come into relationship with him to get the understanding of that and to be faithful to him healing us and to be faithful to this forgiveness, right? I think even forgiveness, mm-hmm. letting go is a layers, is and layers. I think a lot of times too, people like I forgive and they think that it's not going to take any work. It's, mm-hmm. it's still going to take work. Not even if you're not back together with whoever or whoever, or or not talking to whoever offended you in some way, because it's not always right. in a relationship, yeah, yeah, but it's still going to take work because it's yeah. going to take work to continue to, because that person might not change right away. Or right. you might not see no difference. They still yes. might be that person that get on your yes. doggone nerves, <laughs> but yet you try to continue to practice so forgiveness, forgiveness. And, and exercise that. I mean, whether so. it's a, a sister, brother, baby, dad, or whatever the case may be, like mm. you still have to practice that. It's going to be still work. It's just not, oh Lord, I forgive them. And then yeah. that's it. Like you still got to, most of the times you still got to see that person and deal with that person. So it's mm. going to be continuous work on it. And that's the part that is great about the Lord. It's like, because forgiveness comes from a place of love. In God. Mm. And so, and it's love that changes a person. Yes. And so you forgiving yes. somebody and continuously practicing that eventually, yes. maybe not right away, they go see that and be like, yeah. okay, well, why are you still being nice to me? Well, why are you still mm. show me respect? Why are you still show me kindness and stuff like that? You know, and you, and you see, they it, honestly, it eventually showed them themselves. I, that's what I was going to say, <laughs> Show them themselves. Well, yes. you, you still being a. <laughs> Yes, yes. I was going to say that. You still been well, but I'm going to still forgive you. I'm going to let you be in that world on your own. Yes. And that, I think that's why God wants to get out of, get us out of this place of feeling like someone doesn't deserve. It's like, no, you didn't, you don't deserve, you Mm -hmm. don't deserve forgiveness. You don't Mm -hmm. deserve grace. He said, but I'm showing you that I gave it to you anyway, because Mm -hmm. this is the template of my love. This is the template of how I want you to walk and live in this earth. So it's like getting out of our heads of what someone deserves and what that, no, go back and remember who you are, who you were before God. And yet God loved you anyway. He gave you grace anyway. So guess what? I can't say what someone deserves. Yeah. What that person did may have been messed up, but I don't, I've done some things too. So let me practice walking in what God has given me. And 
If that's hard, then you got to continue to practice this relationship with God and have him fill you more of his love. Like mm-hmm. there are plenty of times I know I've had to say like, God, I need love here. <laughs> I need love in this spot because I need to be able to give love. I need to be able to show this person love. And I believe regardless if we're in, like you said, regardless if it's a relationship yeah, between yeah. whoever, yeah. it's still, you still got to do it. You still got to forgive. And, and God may not to have reunited you and whoever back together again. Like that's okay. It doesn't take that to still walk in forgiveness, to walk in peace and grace. My recommendation is just, you got to get full in God. And I don't want to talk where, you know, and people say that and they're like, what is that? What do you mean? Like really spending time with God, that intimacy and not going to him for what he can do, but it's like, who are you, God? Who am I? Why am I like this? Like, help me. I need your, your healing hands. Like I need you. It's getting into an intimate relationship with God in his word in prayer. Mm -hmm. And I believe God, once you start hearing God's voice, you start feeling the presence of God. Mm -hmm. That's something no one can take away from you. That's something that'll show you who you really are in him, that son, that daughter. And it just, it changes you. It's something spiritual that happens with your relationship (laughs) with God. No, it's so funny. I just thought of this, like, you know, God is love, but God is also the author of forgiveness. So Mm -hmm. you can't, how more difficult is it to forgive someone without the author of the forgiveness. Yeah. You can't do it without him. You see what I'm saying? How much harder is it? So I was, I mean, Mm. like you said, like, I believe both our journeys started with a heartfelt, like, God, you got to show up. Yeah. (laughs) I like, God, you got to show, I I need to, you got to show up. I believe that both our journeys started with like a deep desire of God. All right. We need, I need you to help me like where I'm at here in this place. I need to know how real you are. I need to see how real you are. Mm. I need you like, and I believe that started the journey. And then as we found him, and in the real life, he showed us the forgiveness and the Amen. path to forgiveness. You see what I'm saying? Yes, like, so yes. like trying to forgive, you can't do nothing on your own anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't do. And if you do, and I always say this, if you do and can do something on your own, you have to maintain it. Mm. God is the one that maintains it. Yeah. You have to maintain it. And a lot of times as a man, woman, whatever the case may be, you can't maintain it yeah. on your own. You just no, simply can't. can't. We can't. Because yeah. that, that same person or whatever that get on your nerves over and over and over again, eventually they go do something that really go get past your nerves and then mm-hmm. it's going to start all the way back over yeah. again. And then you will go back to the path of unforgiveness. That's so good. That's so, so you good. Have to, it, it starts with the author of forgiveness, the author of love, like Amen. seeking him. And yes. again, not for that person, not for a thing, not for a marriage, not for the set up. No, like God, show me where I yeah. could I can be fixed, where yes. I could heal in this place so that I could help heal others. Amen. Amen. That's so good. That's so good. We need God. We can't do it without him mm-hmm. even to forgive. And I'm sorry, I think no. that's a beautiful way to end this. We could talk about this all day long. Yep. We love talking about God. We yep. love talking about what he's done for us. And now God has given us a, a opportunity to share that with you. So we truly hope that you are blessed by this, that Absolutely. you receive something from this, like hopefully some Absolutely. encouragement, inspiration of you even seeing what forgiveness and what peace and what mm-hmm. love looks like in us. But I just pray that you understand that you can have it too. God wants you to have it and that it's a, it's a walk, but it starts between that road starts between you and God. So mm. right now let's end with a prayer, babe. You sure, want to sure. lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, dear father, God, well, we humbly come before you today to thank you, God, for this opportunity, Lord, this opportunity to share what you've done in our lives so that we can be a light and help to others. Lord, we know that you called us to serve We know that you've called us on this path, Lord. We had our own ideas and our own ways of how we wanted to do things. 
And Lord, you showed us what the way we needed to do things, God. So I, I thank you, Lord, for honoring us, Lord, and, and raising us up, Lord, to be a light and pillars to the world, God. And I truly do pray, God, that some that whoever listens to this, whoever receives this, Lord, that it's be a blessing, that a seed is planted, God, and put them on the right path to forgiveness, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, for for healing. I pray for a blessing. I pray for change, God, changing your people, changing your, your, the walk, Lord, changing our talk, changing how we respond, changing all these aspects of our lives, God, as we walk and seek you, Lord. I pray for heartfelt hearts that truly desire to know who you are, to truly desire to experience you for themselves, God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, just that you touch the hearts of men, Lord, all over God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. Bye. See ya. (laughs) All right, everyone. That wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.